Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, and this is day 1127 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for creating us in your image and giving us your precious breath to breathe. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Thank you, Lord, for energizing us and reinvigorating us so that we can go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is solutions where you least expected. Yep. It's right where you would have not even imagined. We're going to be coming out of 1 Kings chapter 16 through chapter 17, uh, verse 24. I want to just give you a little background on this. And actually, we'll, we'll go ahead and start at chapter 17, verse 1. But this is all about the evil uh, king uh, Ahab and his wife Jezebel. And uh, what was going on, how they were worshiping Baal, and it did not please God. And how they, a lot of the um, Israelites uh, were following after these practices. So here is something that happened. We'll start at chapter 17. It says, it says now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So once God gave him instructions on keeping it from raining for the next actually three and a half years, except by his words, except and 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 led by the Lord, <laughs> who would give him the power to do that, God sent him and took care of him and gave him uh, a solution to this problem uh, in a way that he least would least expect it through ravens. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. So it says, so he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. He drunk from the brook. So he was provided for as he obeyed God. And it was as if he was getting a Grubhub delivery service. <laughs> By a filthy bird, uh, a bird that God created, which is wonderful, but these were considered unclean birds. Uh, and God used that bird to provide him with food. Now, verse 7 says, Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. 
Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread or only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So he got a mouthful right there just for asking <laughs> for not not when he asked for the water, but when he asked for a piece of bread and she gave him her life story at that moment. What was really going on with her beneath the surface? This woman was struggling and it was rough. It was a drought in the land and God sent him to the most least likeliest person to provide for him. A widow and someone who is on the verge of eating their last meal and dying? Come on, <laughs> there's something that seems uh, a bit peculiar with this story or with this picture, I'll say. Verse 13 says, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. As for for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So that was going to last at least three years. Uh, you know, I don't know how long he was over at the at the Kareth Ravine, but wow, that that she had was going to last that long, never run out. And you notice he said, don't be afraid. Fear had consumed her. And I understand why. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, so he says, uh, he says, she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So, it not only did she, was she blessed, but Elijah was blessed and her family. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin? and kill my son. Self-condemnation. She uh, had a fear problem, and then now this is revealed, and, and it's such a sad, rough thing. Uh, you know, what What did you come here to do? She's saying, you, you came here, and you brought back whatever my sins were, and took my son away. 
Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him his mother, gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. So there was still some doubt in her heart. She says, now I know God knew this. God wanted her faith to be strengthened, I believe. At least that's one of the things, right? (laughs) Point number one, you may not see the solution until you take the first step of faith. Once you make that move, don't be surprised by the way God provides you with the resources to sustain you and others. You're you're here to serve by fulfilling your God-given purpose. Look what God used to help Elijah. Number one, ravens, as I said before, unclean birds. Second, a widow, a foreigner from wicked Queen Jezebel's home territory. If we are going by our own reasoning, our mindset, we would have probably said no to both of these sources of help. The widow woman was about to eat her last meal and die. God provided for her through Elijah, through Elijah's uh, obedience as well. God has helped where we least expect it and how we least expect it. So where and how? (laughs) We must understand that the resources we have are not just for us, but to also help others. Where has God instructed you to go or to do that makes no sense to you? Understand that it will not always make sense. It will not usually feel comfortable either. It actually makes faith. As my mama always says, (laughs) it's time to step up your game and stop limiting yourself by only doing what makes you feel good and comfortable. Yeah, it's time to get out of the comfort zone. It's time to step outside of the status quo and begin to do what God is calling you to do that may not feel comfortable at all. We need to do what God we need we need to do what God is blessing instead of expecting him to bless something that he's instructed us to move away from. Like Elijah did, he moved away from the Kareth ravine. There was It dried up. And he may have thought, I'm going to be here. This is it. This is great. Or someone may think that. But God will change things up. <laughs> and we too need to be ready to change when he says change. So why are you still in that dry place? Didn't God say, leave them alone? They only will pull you down. They mean you no good. Whatever that is and whoever this is for, you know. God is speaking to you. 
where God's leading you may not have all of the amenities that you're used to, but it will meet all of your needs. We must be willing to let go of fear and trust God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and simply follow his lead. He knows what's best for us. Glory to God. So, while speaking uh, about that, (laughs) the other day, last week, and I may have shared this. I can't remember if I shared this with y'all. I get a message and uh, a text from someone saying, we'd like for you to come and speak to our group of pastors that uh, are going to be graduating at a, a at a theological school, and I'm I'm thinking surely they've got the wrong person. <laughs> uh, that's that's not what I do, um, but God knows what He wants me to do, and so I I. I called them back. You know, sometimes you get these kind of prank calls or different things where people are trying to sell you something. So I I, uh, responded to the text and uh, the young woman said, I was referred to you from so-and-so. And and the person that referred her, I, I thought was someone else because it was several years ago that I met this particular person. And I spoke with her and she said, yes, we would love it if you were willing to come and speak to uh, our students that are in school to be pastors at the theological school and theology school and to also teach them uh, about conflict resolution from a biblical standpoint and as a pastor and what that looks like. And this would be a full day training and this is their practicum. So these are this will be their uh, practical practices on on what to do in real life issues and learning from someone that's already a pastor that has the knowledge of conflict resolution and restorative practices. And I was blown away because this was not something that I had even thought of doing. I always wanted to do actually uh, teaching conflict resolution uh, from a biblical standpoint. Uh, but not looking at it from going to a theology school to do it. So that was something God had planned, and it was a shift. So I spoke with the woman over the phone, and it was very legitimate. Uh, And once she told me who referred me, it was like, aha, that is it. I met this dear young woman several years ago, maybe within the last three to five years ago, uh, through a mutual friend, and she and I both were on a panel that my friend had a big, oh, she had a big conference that she would do every year. And it must have been maybe a couple of hundred ladies there. Well, during this conference, this young lady and I uh, sat next to each other, and we we talked about some of the things that we did. And she works with youth Uh, and uh, she's also a pastor, and I was sharing with her some of the things I did, and that is how um, I was brought into this conversation, and and she recommended me to this woman. You never know what God is going to do, and the solutions to whatever it is that you're dealing with will come in a way that you least expect it. This is going to be something 
apparently God has given me to do uh, to help with the transition zone and the transitioning uh, from uh, having a regular nine to five job to now doing this to help sustain me uh, while running the transition zone, doing more things in this area, uh, helping other churches and uh, pastors and youth groups and all of those folks uh, using these uh, resources and biblical from a biblical principle. And I am just blown away and in awe of how God will do that. How about you? What is God doing through you in a way that you at least expect it? Where has he taken you that you weren't planning to go? <laughs> go, do it, whatever it is. Don't be afraid. Just like Elijah told the widow woman, get fear out of the way. God has a place just for you. Now, here's something else. Jesus has prepared a mansion for you. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you won't get in. That's our ultimate goal. All of these things that we're doing is to build the kingdom of God. If you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you may be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. And check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's precious agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.